This is the Saltwater and Honey podcast. I'm Sheila. And I'm Lizzie. This podcast is about infertility, miscarriage, childlessness and faith. And as always, we start our episode intro with a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. This episode is all about sex and infertility. And there is an enormous amount of giggling. Yeah, I think we kind of... It's kind of like you're a teenager again, and yeah. um, we still find the word sex. A teenager funny. who can legitimately <laughs> drink wine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we haven't snuck age. it in. Yeah, yeah, we're of age, but still immature. So we wanted to talk about this because we like talking about it. That sounds so creepy. <laughs> More than doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but we feel it's important to talk about. It's, as we say a lot, it's a hard topic. Basically, the summary of this episode is sex is hard. And Lizzie has an idea for a vocation that I could have mm-hmm. by the end of the episode, which is both shocking and possibly appealing. We just like your feedback on whether you think Sheila should go for it. So <laughs> listen to the end and find out what our suggestion is for a new source of income for Sheila as she enters into her new parish as the vicar's wife. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we hope you enjoy this episode. Enjoy the sex with us. Yeah, enjoy. We're do you know we're going to share it together. <laughs> Sit back, relax. Maybe pour a glass of wine yourself. Maybe a little bowl of crisps as well. Cheers to you. Yes, this is for you. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Saltwater and Honey podcast. Welcome. We have a very giggly Lizzie and <laughs> Sheila on our hands. Oh, I'm talking about myself as a third person. This is going to be really bad. <laughs> it's already um, well. Episode three is titled Infertility and Sex. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before we begin, <laughs> we should make a disclaimer. We're recording it post-Watershed. We felt that was right. It's a nighttime session. It is. Lizzie leant over to me. <laughs> it was like, how do you feel about doing sex tonight? <laughs> Shall I get you some wine? <laughs> Yeah, but before we do begin, remember, uh, we're eager to hear from you, um, Mm. to hear your suggestions, any feedback. Um, So do contact us at hello at, no, yeah, Yeah, hello at saltwaterandhoney.org. I'll repeat that, hello at saltwaterandhoney.org. I'm so excited about the sex. Oh my goodness, it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, so do get in touch. Um, it would be really wonderful to hear from you and we're already so grateful for the people who've taken time to yeah. listen and get in touch um, so thank you mm-hmm. now Lizzie I think we should just uh, get our wine cheek we've got a cheers. Yeah. cheers make eye contact because seven years That's bad sex otherwise apparently, really apparently. we already had that so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's really hard oh, we love you Dave um <laughs> No, he's very good. It's not. It's oh, oh no, 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 no. Let's stop that. Okay, let's. Okay, it's so. It's just hard. Okay. Oh. Well, <laughs> right. We we were saying why why do we why do we want to talk about this? And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, because it's just really awkward and hard, <laughs> or not. Um. <laughs> so we're probably <laughs> the worst people. We've got to stop laughing. We're I'm just going to tell you this now. <laughs> we're, we're not. We have to. So, so like I'm trying to I'm trying I don't know how to start okay so obviously we all know what is needed to have a baby to make a baby 
What, what do you need, Lizzie? You need to have sex. <laughs> and the problem is <laughs> that when it doesn't happen quickly, sex changes a lot and the experience of it is not, it's not like in the movies. No. It's not like, to be honest, like Chandler and Monica and Friends, they mm. were still quite excited by it. Um, That's true. And she, yeah, she's still like... Do you know what I always find upsetting about watching TV or movie sex, mm. not that I watch a lot of it just to be <laughs> clear, was time. how the men can just lift up the girls so easily and I'm like literally, I'm more likely to pick up Ellis <laughs> okay. the amount of times the girls dress up in really uncomfortable underwear oh, man, and alive. get ready for them like but maybe that's also we're maybe not, we're not the like best that. people we're not the best people to talk about that but it is really, it is, a, it is something we've talked about a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and we know that, I mean, talking about sex for British people anyways is always a bit orcs, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but particularly, I think, for infertility, because sex becomes so medical in some ways, or you've got to have loads of it, or suddenly you've got to have none of it, yeah. because you've got to save yourself for the treatment you're having and you're not allowed to have sex. or Or if you're adopting, you have to make sure... You don't get pregnant. Yeah, like all those people that say, well, you know, if you, I know someone who they decide to adopt and he got pregnant, that was a, that doesn't actually happen. Well, you, they broke the rules, mate. They broke the rules because, like, you're not, you have to commit to not getting pregnant. So that, I feel I'm committed to that. <laughs> yeah, like it's so ridiculous because we've had loads of people say to us, oh, well, you know, if you maybe think about get adopting, then you might get pregnant. It's like, well, no, you can't do that. It's almost like, oh yeah, because your brain is then you're not tricked. thinking about yeah, it's, it. It's, tricked into believing that you don't really want this now yeah um so what about sex lizzie like oh, like when you first like think back to before infertility happened yeah and it was in the trying stages yeah the boom chicka wow wow <laughs> were you like a texting dave like dave hurry home no it was like I mean I'm a bit more of a planner than that so <laughs> it wasn't like last minute like oh that's the date like it was more like whoop there it is it was just like um we went to the doctor and she was like really and Dave likes research stuff so it was kind of like every two to three days if you do it like regularly oh well I I remember reading like how long sperm lives in your body, which yeah. totally freaked me out in some ways, because I was like, oh my goodness, the sperm's alive inside they're still me. There. But obviously there weren't. Well, no, um, yeah. But I remember thinking, okay, so if you're just constantly hitting that, yeah. you're going to have so much sperm inside you, you're just going to fertilise an egg. Perhaps, like having sex every two, three days for a long time is a lot. I'm really, like, I, like, <laughs> I really admire people who can do that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, some people are really into it, like... Like, they must not watch any box sets. No. Like, because you, you want to watch Line of Duty, you don't want to be doing that. No. Like, I just want to go out. See. I mean, I remember times when we had to plan it. Like, say, like, my parents coming to visit. And, like... You wanted um, them there or not? <laughs> like, our house was really small. It was, like, a little two-bedroom terrace. And then my dad was quite deaf, but then he got a new hearing aid. So he could hear really well. And then you're like, <laughs> Oh gosh. And just knowing your parents are really close. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. I mean that's enough to pick you off. Oh, absolutely for years. Yeah. Yeah. Um or you're away um yeah. staying at someone's house or oh, yeah. like there's there's things like that and you you're trying to like work it out and um pick, yeah, it's it becomes like a, a logistics 
Um, but again, and that again, it's made out like oh, it's so exciting, like the Chanda and Monica kind of mm. thing of yeah, whenever you can, wherever you can. And the truth is that just doesn't always happen, does it? Like no. it, it becomes a bit of a task that you're you're trying to tick off your to do list yeah. to do Ellis. Right. <laughs> 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 Boom! Hit that. Oh my goodness, stop me speaking now. It's hard when um, you're, you know, you're tired at the end of the day. You're yeah. like, I just want to go to sleep. But oh man, I was just time. like, can I just keep my t-shirt on? <laughs> I, just, I just don't want to go through the whole rigmarole. Like, just you just beca- it becomes very functional. Mm, very. And, I, and I think that's hard mm. to explain to people is that intimacy you're 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 usually quite close when you're going through infertility Mm. aren't you because you're working towards something together but then sometimes that physical intimacy is what suffers isn't it like because it's just so transactional almost yeah like right we've got to do this because it doesn't matter if we're tired Mm. because this is day three or whatever and we'll miss it yeah Yeah. push through (laughs) soldier on come on this is for take one for the team it just it adds like when you think you, there's so much pressure because you're like, okay, we need to do it, we need to do it. And then your period comes and then you feel horrendous because there's that cycle of grief. And then oh, you've got yeah. to be at it again. And so like every time, every week of the month, you're thinking about dates, you're trying to schedule stuff in, you're panicking about whether your period's going to come. It There's so much pressure, isn't there? Like yeah. throughout each month um, that you're just always on it. Yeah. Bring me a bit yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to be technical while you're talking. Okay. I shouldn't have done that. No, that's alright. Well, I think I remember really um, clearly like some of the periods being so disappointing because I'd convinced myself as well that I was pregnant, yeah. having been a few days late or something. And it's amazing how you're then like convinced that all that work, yeah, all that you know grind. <laughs> I said oh, grind. I <laughs> but that it'd been worth it mm. you know for for this pregnancy and of course like for us finding out that there was literally no chance of being pregnant like with uh Ellis's azuspermia mm. meaning there were there were literally no little sperms there like there was nothing and that's so amazing that I was convinced I was pregnant on at least two or three occasions because yeah. your body you know, periods are late, things like that happen for a variety of yeah. reasons. Um, and that low, that that heartache, yeah. it's really hard to pick yourself up again. Mm. And right, okay, so every month is a cycle of grief and hope and being proactive and yeah. then, oh, disappointment, back down to the beginning. It's like snakes and ladders, isn't it? Yeah, you just so, yeah. Sometimes it's a ladder, you get up, yay, positive, but quite often it's just a snake yeah. right back... <laughs> You're riding that snake oh, right up back. Up and down, up and down. It's, it's just terrible. <laughs> oh it's my goodness. Like, it's super intense. Like, yeah. And, and unless you've experienced it, no one will grasp that. And also, you're not, it, you're unlikely to tell them. Oh, yeah. Because it's about what happens in the bedroom. Yeah, like, well, this is the thing. Like, honestly, like, how rarely do people talk about I think mm. more, I mean, you know, I'm approaching 40. I think I talk about it so much more openly and more comfortably now yeah. than I did, you know, at the start of our marriage. Yeah. Um, and with my friends just asking questions. And, and I I think that's something, especially in the Christian world, 
you know, we don't talk enough about it. Yeah. Um, so it's another taboo that you're not allowed to, like sex, just normal sex, let alone sex and infertility. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's really good to talk about it. It makes you feel better. Yeah, because you, you're like, I think it, it can feel really isolating because there's experiences around infertility and stuff where it's just so awkward to talk about that yeah. they become really private and hidden, but then they can often be the most painful yeah lonely times well I found it really hard once I knew we couldn't get pregnant mm. that then sex sex was just for pleasure <laughs> like it was literally that's all <laughs> it no was for yeah. yeah like and I I found I it took a lot of unpicking mm. and working like getting my head around that like for other people that won't be a struggle for them yeah. but for me where we'd been so focused on having a bit and still were because we mm. didn't know what would happen that it was just, it was literally just for pleasure. And I was like, um... <laughs> like, it totally changes your view. Like, as yeah. a to adjust to. It's um, a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> this is just is. for pleasure? <laughs> oh, boy, I better, I better improve my, myself. There's such a complex mix of emotions around that intimacy yeah and the male female I mean we talk about this a lot just that the male sex drive female sex drive and obviously there's anomalies in all of those Mm. um but that that women needing emotional intimacy needing that closeness in order to be physically close men finding the physical intimacy leading to emotional intimacy it is like bizarre yeah and like especially when you're going through you know, you're really trying to get pregnant, you're emotionally, you're not in a great place. And so to then want to put out, it's like, you're not, you don't want to, like, like you're, you're kind of like thinking like, gosh, I, I'm, you're in knots yeah. inside. Um, and you, you need some kind of emotional connection, but then mm. you know you've got to have sex because it's this state, yeah. and you have to do it then. It's that pressure, the ovulation it's cycle, the pressure, yeah. the, and, it, and it really is um, such a shame that it taints something really special mm. um, because it becomes so... Yeah, so important to just do it rather than to enjoy it yeah. or to do it for closeness. And and those can and there can be people who probably are fine with that. Yeah. We're just we, we just weren't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like even in the act, you're like, oh, I wonder if it's working. Like, maybe it's working. Oh my goodness, the distraction. Like, okay, right. So we'll be done by ten, and yeah. then um, I'll go get that wash, yeah. hang that up, and then I've got been It's been. <laughs> It's terrible. They're probably like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I worry that we're just talking about something that, that everyone does. No one else feels this way. That well, that could be true. It could be true, but then that it could will be, be entertaining true. for you. You can all feel a lot us. better about mm-hmm. yourselves yeah. when you're like, oh, thank goodness we're not like Lizzie and Sheila. It wasn't that bad. Poor Ellis and Dave. Oh, Those poor men. Bless him. Poor men. All Ellis does is have sex for pleasure. <laughs> that must be so hard for him. But really. <laughs> this is so bad Um, (laughs) now can I ask what so sex after miscarriage yeah which I can only fathom must be a whole gamut of like like a world of different feelings and emotions and stuff what is that like it's really it's really really hard to to have sex after a miscarriage and especially 
as they the number of miscarriages increase firstly physically your body's been through a lot of trauma and there are times when I was in hospital for quite a long while and so it actually physically really really hurts um but yet you want to get pregnant and so then you've got to like think how much can I endure physically because you're on that you're on that you know when you're like just like okay let's just keep going I want to get pregnant we've been pregnant before let's try this again let's try this again and so you've got that but also that it's so emotional because then you're you're trying to get pregnant but then actually you're still trying to grieve what you lost and so it's kind of reminding you of what you had or what you didn't have but also what you want and um I'd get I would get really really upset like it, it sounds weird like having sex would make me really upset mm. because I didn't I was all my emotions were so mixed up and confused mm. and conflicted um it it's really hard to to kind of yeah because also you're taking a risk as well because if you lost a baby then you think well you know hopefully it wouldn't but it could happen again and so mm. then you're making yourself vulnerable by trying to get pregnant and um it's all also like it could be you come back and all manner of things have been put up you mm-hmm. and then then you've got to try and have sex something else has to go up you and it's just like <laughs> something it's, else there's something else going up there. <laughs> and you're like it's not mine anymore um but it's like, did it stop feeling like your vagina yeah totally it's public it's like, property you have just been up there this month yeah. i can't have nothing it. else up it's there guys no more <laughs> but i remember just like there are times that so i had this night shirt that my mum got me from M&S <laughs> and Day says it looks like I'm in a tube of toothpaste it's like the, the least, is that your sexy lingerie it's the least sexy thing ever it's kind of like mid-length calf length like a like a tent with a v-neck with stripes on like t-shirt like kind of kind of t-shirt type material <laughs> and then when I wasn't feeling great I'd put it on <laughs> It was a sign. It was a sign. There's no no action tonight, it darling. It was always like I couldn't tell him, like verbally, like <laughs> what was going. The it's like you know, like when they put the flag up that the Queen's in the castle yes, or whatever. It like, was like that. it's like yeah, I there is like, no sex in mask. this. Yeah, it's like, it's like that's not happening. Disappointment. But like because like because there's the guilt as well of like, well, we want to have a baby. I need to. I need to move past this. I need to get over it quickly because I need to be able. To, we need to be able to have sex. But there were times when I just, I just felt like I couldn't face it. And so the, the night shirt would go on. That's brilliant. Um, Your symbol. Yeah. And I'd I, be lying there just thinking, I've got to do this, but I just. I had a, um, a and like a extra, extra large um, union t-shirt from when I went on like one of the anti-government <laughs> teachers strike things. And they were giving away T-shirts and it was like, <laughs> it was so big. And it was my favourite T-shirt and Ellis hated it. And he was like, it's the like most awful thing. And it disappeared. And I've never found, he he's definitely got rid of it. it. Yeah, he definitely. And it was like my comfort one because it made me feel small because it was so big. <laughs> so like, you know, when you'd eaten like two bags of Dorito totally. in, a, in a night. You knew you'd still feel okay. That was like my toothpaste tube. Yeah. Because uh, it was massive. Yeah. Because my mum often buys things that are too big for me. 
um, like do better size up in case you grow into it like, <laughs> as an adult. So, like it was, um, but it was comfy because there was no, there's nothing restricting. You. Yeah, and you yeah. feel okay. Like you feel good. It's like a comfort. You don't have to look at you. You know. Exactly. You Close your eyes, you mate. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I miss that t-shirt. Mm. He doesn't. Yeah. I don't. But then he got rid of it. Yeah. We should out him. Where did you hide it, Ellis? Yeah. What have you done with the t-shirt? Um, if it turns up, I'm wearing it. I might just wear it somewhere special. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Now, I wonder, because mm. we we haven't, uh, between the two of us, we've never done IVF. Mm. Um, and it would be really interesting to hear from people yeah. who have, because obviously they enter in a cycle where they can't get pregnant either, can't they? Like, they're not meant to, I think. Mm. Um once they start that process in preparation for the egg collection, right? I think, yeah. you know, and you just think again, like that, that's just such a bizarre cycle, isn't it? Yeah. Of you're trying and trying and then it has to stop because the medical intervention comes in yeah. to play and you have to like give your, an aspect of your relationship over to medical sciences to get the thing that you hope for. And so I wonder and we can't answer this because obviously we haven't gone through it, but I wonder then for those people who do go through IVF successfully, do they return to a normal attitude to sex? Like, do mm. they get to that point? Um, and I think it's the same probably for anyone yeah. going through infertility. If you aren't still pursuing, actively pursuing biological parenthood, yeah. can you get back to sex being normal? Yeah, I think for us, it took it's probably a few years before I wasn't super stressed and and all worked before I wasn't getting really worked up about like having sex or afterwards because mm. it would just take me back to that they just so there'd be so many different flashbacks that mm. would happen maybe after or, or something just reminding me of of what we'd experienced and what I'd gone through physically. Do you think that there was a study, wasn't there, that came out, was it last year, the year before, about recurrent miscarriage being like PTSD, yeah. like people showing traits of that? So do you think there's like an element yeah. of like tra- the trauma you were reliving? Definitely. It's so connected, even though you're, you're trying to create a child. I think sex is it's so connected to the whole experience because mm. they're using the same body part. I don't know. It's just... it's. And it's yeah. it, you're trying to create what you want, and then you've lost it, or you're longing for it, and mm. it's not happened. Because also, I remember, like then we had years of, um, you know, trying and nothing happening, and y- you can't help but like after having done the deed, even if you're trying to like not be too intense about it, thinking, I wonder if this is it, yeah. maybe it's happened this time. Yeah, like, it, to get your head out of that. Yeah. And when you've been so obsessed, you know, it's become such a huge part of your life. That's it's a habit as well. And that takes that could take years to break. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, I even now sometimes wonder if like a miracle might happen. Yeah. Like it's so weird. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what is that? Is that hope? Is that misguided hope? Or like I literally know Ellis like has a yeah. gene deletion. Like it is impossible. But But then there's always this idea of you hear of the most crazy things. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem with infertility is infertile people are usually so hopeful. They are so hope filled because they never, ever give up hope of the slimmest chance working. You know, like they like 
it's just it's admirable mm-hmm. um and I did like I even catch myself thinking like afterwards like oh you never know you never know yeah I mean it's just mad no it's crazy it's, it's all it can always be there just at the back of your mind and if particularly maybe your periods like that yeah month or something oh my boobs are tender you're like oh do I yeah. feel like mm, yeah, yeah. You can convince yourself of anything sometimes, can't you, as well? Yeah, totally. And, I mean, there's a whole vulnerability of that that probably need to explore. Just, Mm, yeah. Like, when you feel you're pregnant and then you feel ashamed when you said to your husband or whatever you think you might be and then you're not and you're kind of embarrassed because you've got excited and you don't want to say anything. It's, that is one of the on your head. yeah and that's one of the hardest griefs to explain to people mm. the grief of your monthly cycle yeah. it wasn't until someone named it quite a while later I was like yes that's what's been happening like I just yeah. hadn't I, I knew I felt rubbish but I didn't know why and yeah. someone called it and it made so much sense yeah so as we start to like <laughs> let's wrap up the yeah. sexy times um if you were gonna give advice to someone in the midst of it now at the beginning who's just embarking on that, starting to recognise that perhaps they're on an infertility journey, what what would you say to them about sex and infertility? Gosh. It's really you saying the word hard. It could also be get a really big nighty. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to talk about it yeah. but when that's on just have a symbol it's, happening. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's something that unfortunately because that's how you have a baby like you're going to have to do a lot of it and mm. you're not going to want to like it's kind of like you can't bypass that bit yeah um, oh my goodness like you know the things you do I remember Ellis doing bicycle <laughs> and I'm like that's it that's it and you're like lying there and like elevate me elevate me (laughs) (laughs) you know the ridiculous things you do there has to be humor in there yeah as well you need to laugh about it yeah definitely Um, and like just talk 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 which is so hard oh again it's so so hard hard. it's just hard Um, (laughs) I think like oh what advice would you give um so I, I think the the trying to explain where you're at with it like the saying I'm finding this really difficult yeah. or um I'm finding it emotionally quite draining mm. you know like even if that doesn't mean you're going to stop or anything I think it's just worth being able to tell each other how you feel about it yeah. um I'm finding the scheduling really you know killing my my mojo yeah. <laughs> or uh, and just because you can't necessarily change it but you can appreciate where the other person's coming from yeah um and I think I think just trying to be super gentle with each other's kind of hearts about it because yeah. it's so complicated oh man it's it's so interlinked and when you're going through the treatment or tests it can become even there's like a trauma to it I think just because people investigating stuff and you don't know what the what what's wrong yeah you're still trying and just as you get further down that rabbit hole I think it gets even trickier yeah um or even harder to find yeah I think also the emotional intimacy for me obviously as a female will always be more important yeah and and I would really encourage especially guys I would say you know try and work 
on that because you're more likely to get the physical intimacy if your emotional intimacy is there um and figure out what that looks like for you because for everyone it's different right um every couple it could be you need to have like a family meeting or it's just having a date night Mm -hmm. to talk to each other or it's you know just taking time for a cup of tea when you get in from work yeah there's just different ways isn't there like I would yeah I would hope that that would be something I wish we'd probably done a lot more of to start with there are so many things that you think like it'd be great advice but I don't know whether it's possible to actually respond in that way of like you know sometimes like you miss a few days or yeah and not flipping out and becoming yeah. a mentalist yeah like, like when even though it's so hard because it's it's so full on yeah yeah but it it's just it's trying to keep some kind of perspective but I don't know how to do that because I know there's times when I I didn't have any perspective and, yeah. I, and then you've got to go through that bit to then find some kind of balance but and maybe that's it you find your balance yeah but you need to make sure it's both of you are content with that balance yeah. um which is not always an easy conversation no, not at all. Um, and hitting pause sometimes is what's necessary. Is it? It seems counterintuitive, because yeah. because you know what you need to do, but sometimes it's taking a moment to step back and get perspective. That many times for that long. I mean, you've got break. to be able to walk places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like walk. Yeah, like go for and a all mini that break and agree up. not to have sex that weekend. <laughs> yeah. You know, like people go away to have it. Oh yeah, like, have a mini break, a, a no sex mini no break. No sex mini break. Bring Ooh, the night yeah. shirt or the t-shirt. Get in that jacuzzi. Get get all hot Just and bothered. No, that weekend, you're not going to do it. Oh, you're lovely. Oh, you're great. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds ideal. Sex holiday. <laughs> holiday from sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, We're we just like to thank Ellis and Dave for being such understanding <laughs> husbands. Um, appreciate that. Um, and if you do have any comments, any uh, stories you'd like to share, especially yeah. I think those who've gone through IVF on, or are going on a different infertility journey to us, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, so do drop us a line at hello at saltwaterandhoney.org. And thanks for joining us for our um, post-watershed sex chat. Excellent. Sex chat? Sex Sounds like a sex <laughs> chat line. I don't have a job. Maybe that'll be my job. <laughs> No, that can't be my job. No, I'd be awful. Be like, I really am too tired for this. (laughs) Hello, have you prayed? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like tea bag, but like with the female version. (laughs) I'm just getting a G and (laughs) T. Now tell me what you've put on. What do you mean you're taking things off? No, you gotta keep it on. (laughs) I'm not taking anything off. How very dare you? Anyways, uh, I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> she gets loads of money really quickly, though, what she's doing. <laughs> if I go on a holiday to Bali, you all know I'm a winner. Okay, right. Have a lovely day, <laughs> we will, day, evening, late night. Enjoy your sexy time. Okay, everyone. God bless. <laughs> okay.